Welcome to the She Grows Podcast. We're so glad you're taking time to listen today. I'm Jen, and in this conversation, I'm joined by Danielle, and our prayer is that this conversation sparks a desire to keep drawing closer to the Lord. Let's get to it. We are so glad you're listening today. We have a great conversation that we're going to dig into. Yes. It's um, something that keeps coming up in our lives, in our hearts, in our studies, and we're very excited to share it with you. But before we move into the actual conversation, we just wanted to take a second to just yes. ask you for a favor. Will you take time to rate and review and follow this podcast? The digital world loves interaction. So the more we get going with the podcast, the more interaction we have, the more people will hear the message that God's unfolding for his daughters. And we're really passionate about this. And we have some really exciting things that are coming soon for the podcast. But we know that this is a God thing because the last thing that either one of us needed was one more thing in our plate, right? (laughs) Your your plate's not full enough. (laughs) We've got so much going on. We didn't, it took us a long time to sit on this idea before we even started the podcast, but we knew that it stuck around in our hearts. So we knew it was a God thing and we love it because it really is another way we can help disciple and help come along between our gatherings. And And we have been able to hear stories from so many people that have been listening and sharing and sending over to their friends because yeah. ultimately it's what the Lord's doing exactly. and we get to be the facilitators of this. Yeah. So please share, please put it out there because it is something that means so much to us. Yeah. And we absolutely do not need one more thing on our plate, but <laughs> no, this but is going to. Tool. Yeah, yeah we love it. it. Well, awesome. That being said, we are going to dig in. Danielle, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about some motives. 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 (laughs) So this is actually kind of interesting. Believe it or not, we we typically would have a flow of how we're going to talk on the podcast. We want to make sure we cover this, this, and this. But as we've been preparing for this podcast, there's not any specific flow because it's just all such good natural conversation yeah and so hearing your heart about it and Mm -hmm. um knowing what you know the lord's doing in my life with just growing all the time right and seeing um just seeing the two marry up i'm excited about this conversation yeah it's just so straight from literally our hearts how god's moving in us right now and we know there's confirmation in it when it just keeps coming up yeah when we're reading and studying separately, when we're spending time with the Lord separately, and it still keeps coming up. Um, so we're just going to talk it out today. Yeah. So, I, you know, we're here and now. We're in our 30s, still <laughs> in our 30s. Precious <laughs> and few we're moments here to talk about it. <laughs> and we're here, and it's easy for us to talk about motives in our 30s, but there was also <clears throat> motives in the 20s. And, and I came to know the Lord whenever I was a teenager, and the church that I grew up in was very much like we were going to talk about three things, heaven, hell, and judgment. (laughs) And so while that is a whole lot to come at you when you're 15 and 16 years old, there was always something in that, that I was like, oh, keep your motives, keep your motives. The scripture is so clear about motives. And so um, I'm excited to be able to have this conversation Mm -hmm. because even just with me and you having a um side conversations about it Mm -hmm. it's the lord has continued to pour into me about motives and so anyways i thought that was really cool it is cool and sometimes when i know when i hear 
check your heart, check your motives, <laughs> think about it. It can sound like just the big things. It can be like, you know, you, you, you feel like you're just, we're, we're attacking the horrible qualities in people. But what I want us to all hear this, uh, through this podcast and through this conversation is that motives can be sneaky and they can be, um, they can obviously be blatantly obvious and huge, but they can sure. be very small sure. and they don't always look like bad things. So what I want us to do, realize is that every single one of us, whether you see something in your life that does need to change or you just need to have our eyes open to another level in the mm. Lord's presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, when hindsight, <laughs> um, struggling from the way I struggled with motives between when I was younger and then now knowing the Lord was that I just wanted to do what was right all the time. My motive to follow the Lord and to do what he says was because I needed to be pleasing. Mm-hmm. I needed to do the right thing. I needed to be seen as good. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily that I cared what anybody else thought about me, but it was what the Lord, I wanted the Lord to think I was good. Mm-hmm. But when that was my motive, I missed relationship with him. And so it can look like the right thing because I'm doing, I'm a good kid. I'm doing sure. the right things, yeah. but completely miss knowing his presence and knowing him because my motive was just to be good. Mm-hmm. And so know that motives don't always look like a big hairy problem or a big sin, or a big... Um, so as we talk through today, I want you to just examine your heart from where you are and realize that we're all going to process this different. That's right. And rest easy. We're not here to judge your motives either. That yeah. is not our job. We are too busy <laughs> taking care of our own hearts. <laughs> I do not have time for one more heart. That is so <laughs> It's a lot of work over here. Yep. Yeah. I actually, I was coming across um, something John Bevere said recently Uh, that I wanted to read it said, uh, he says, it's easy to do godly beneficial works before a watching world, all while concealing a self-seeking motive. We can move a crowd with great gospel message, but inwardly be motivated by selfish ambition. We can give huge gifts to the poor, but do so void of love. We can lead people in worship, but have a hidden intent to be known or famous. We can be kind in our interactions, but inwardly we can scrutinize and criticize others. We can affirm our sorrow over a pastor who's been asked to resign for a moral, um, an immoral failure, but inwardly rejoice that he got what he deserved. We can appear to be humble in porcelain and say all the glory goes to Jesus, while inwardly we love the affirmation and praise. The list can be endless. And I love it. He goes on to say, he said, not one motive or intention can be hidden from the Lord and it will eventually be revealed. The important question is, is it hidden from us? The Lord, uh, the, the fear of the Lord will keep us in touch with our hearts and motives, which is critically important for the lack thereof leaves us vulnerable to the deception of hypocrisy. And so I thought that was so interesting when he talks about the fear of the Lord, because ultimately when you are keeping your motives in check, that's what it all comes to comes down to it says fear of the lord and not necessarily like because he's god i'm fearing him Mm -hmm. it's because he is king Mm -hmm. and i want to honor him yes our motives should always point to being just in step with his holy spirit and with you know not just in step with the law not just in step with the rules but always going god why am i doing this thing am i doing this thing because of recognition? Am I doing this thing because I want to be seen as um, important or to be better than someone else or to be And sometimes that could be because of what 
maybe you've grown up with. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I know for um, like me growing up, it was always like, you remember your family name and da 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 da. I'm like, but what's the authenticity? You know, Bye. like, what? Yeah, like, what does that even mean? <laughs> That's so good. Like, can we get to the heart of it? And you don't know it until you don't, until you realize it. Yeah. It's just interesting that there's, there's, we know, and I'll let you talk about this more, but like, we know that there's a piece of ourself that is what's on the inside and what we know to be true. And then what people see on the outside. Yeah. And it's so dangerous when we're only worried about what other people see. Yeah. There's actually, it's like this perception. So there's three different ways. And basically it comes down to saying um, it's the me you see, the me I see, and the me I want you to see. Yeah. So it's this perception versus what is projected versus what mm-hmm. is actual. Yeah. So I know um, because of just growing up, one, maybe not always attending church. And just when, so when we went to church, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we're going to look like our, we had our Sunday best on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if we're at church and we've grown up and, and like, you know, you got your hair like you like it. It's that presentation that yeah. seems, because it was a culture that mm-hmm. I, the church was at, that where I was at. Um, but then also, like, it's just real easy, even in the world of pastoring. Yeah. Gosh, Jen, you lead worship. Like we've been talking and going back through about like the intentions and the motives and, Mm -hmm. and every little thing can be, if you don't keep it in check, it can go far to the left or far to the right. So I think it's really interesting to think about that perception of, okay, so you've got the me you see, the me I want you to see, and then the me I see. So I know like in today's world, it's perceived, it can be perceived to have, you know, maybe your image that might carry a little bit greater weight. Say yeah. for instance, like we're putting a lot of our energy into our reputation and, mm-hmm. and how we can protect that or our efforts to have a good appearance or maybe a certain title that's really big yeah. in my world is like, everybody wants a title, but I'm like, no, no, like no. the title doesn't matter. <laughs> like, why do you want a title? A title? But really truthfully, like, all those are just kind of covering up maybe a shortcoming. Yeah. And I know that that is like, it doesn't. Well, and it goes down to pride, yeah. even if it doesn't feel like pride. Yeah. Like yeah. having, being so worried about that, that how people see you, you can completely lose the heart of, but what are you actually because the truth is in Proverbs 5.21, the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining mm. every path he takes. The, the Here's the dangerous one is Psalms 10.11. The wicked think God isn't watching us. He's closed his eyes and won't even see what we do. To think that you can just do what you're going to do and I'm the exception to the rule. God doesn't see me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. Um, to think he would be blind to it. Second Corinthians 5. I'm just going to read these <laughs> scriptures back to back for you. 2 Corinthians 5.10, for when we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for he has done in the body, whether good or evil. We're all going to be held accountable for what we've done because mm. God can see the hidden. Here it is. I've got so many scriptures. Here's the one I was looking for. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 4, verse 5, don't pronounce judgment before the time because when the Lord comes, he will bring light to the things that are now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his accommodation from God. The fact that we could get distracted by how people see us and lose sight of the fact that everything that's done in secret will come out. Yeah. I feel like if I'm being really like, I'm sure there are some moments in there, 
but that I'm not examining what my motives are. Yes. Because the weight of it, I like I'm fully aware of the judgment that is, that exactly. is in, that is gonna happen, you know. Well, and it's a constant we were just talking about this before we started recording that yeah, y'all should just be a yeah. present for the conversation. We're just start before. hitting record because now we're like, but what have we said? I know, like we've already <laughs> talked about all. So you know, it's our, it's been our prayer. We would rather grow very slowly, yeah. and our ministry never, ever, ever outgrow our character. And it's because motives are so heavy yeah. on our like we always, always, always want to be found doing the right thing. If anything. I can imagine that the Lord gets pretty frustrated with yeah. us because we're like, move faster. <laughs> but we're always testing. We're like, but is it time? Is it time? Yeah. And the Lord's like, go, go. But it's it just is so weighty for us because yeah. we don't take what we do for granted. Or it's not lighthearted. We, I, the influence may be, I don't know how many listen to the podcast, but I know that we've got the church here. We've got influence. I've got children that are watching. Yep. I've got a staff. We have a staff here that are watching. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, I don't. There's no room for that error. Yeah. And so, yes, but ultimately, it don't matter about any any of these people. Like, I'm going to be in front of God Almighty. Yeah. And I will have a list of, like, this is this. And it's not just like, oh, you know, you shoplifted at five years old. What, you know, it is the hidden yeah. in your heart. And you can, you can want to do so many great things for the Lord. Mm-hmm. But it always has to be in check with, but what's the motive behind why you yeah. are doing what you're doing? Yeah. And we have so many conversations with people that maybe have hurt feelings or maybe they had to get a no on something mm-hmm. um, just because it's, it, there is that, that pastoral side of like the heart check. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for those conversations because that's where good fruit gets to come out of those. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always feel good in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to talk about a story in acts because and i know it's not great to assume but i am assuming that if you're listening to the podcast you're probably trying to grow in your faith and you probably wouldn't call yourself malicious you probably don't have these hidden agendas that are like out to get somebody you may and that's fine it's not fine but (laughs) we're talking to you too but for most of us i'm assuming that if you're digging into a podcast to get closer to the lord you're probably trying everything in your power to be closer to the lord and you're looking for what he's trying to say to mm. you so that being said your motives are probably not an out loud malicious crazy kind of thing but they are those subtle heart checks that we've always got to sure. to keep in mind and so there's this story about this couple named ananias and sapphira 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 i mean i feel like she just needs some <laughs> Be dressed like a superhero if every day. Not, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. Like, I envision like WWE. I know. Like, if you're not wearing a cape, you're not doing that name justice. But um, maybe it was normal back then. I don't know. But um, they, you may have heard the story before, and you may have not. But it's in Acts chapter five. It says a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Peter says, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Saying it was still all your money. You didn't have to bring any of this. So why have you contrived in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last and great fear came upon all who heard it. 
The young man rose, wrapped him up, and carried him out and buried him. Hmm. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter said to her, tell me whether you've sold the land for so much. And she said, yep, for so much. But Peter said to her, how is it that you agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. I mean. That's a pretty weighty there. That's weighty. To say, and like we've heard this story, and it might sound unrelated to motives at the moment, but that's because this is verse one of chapter five, okay? Mm-hmm. But the last verse of chapter four really puts this into context. It says, Joseph, who was called by the apostles Barnabas, he was a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Okay, so what we know is that Cyprus was a very well-to-do country. If you had land in Cyprus and you sold it, Mm -hmm. you made a lot of money off of it. It'd be like somebody selling something in LA and then coming to Alabama (laughs) and being like, here's all this money from my property. Right. It's it's a different level of money for a property. Um, So we don't know if Ananias and Sapphira were previously the biggest givers. Sure. We don't know if this just took the spotlight off of them. We don't know what... But it's like literally the next verse. Okay, let's go sell the property. Mm -hmm. And so we know that Barnabas came in and gave this huge offering to the church, gave everything he made off of it. Ananias and Sapphira didn't have to do anything, but they Mm -hmm. went and sold their property. And instead of just saying, here's our offering, they Mm -hmm. said, here's what we made off of our property. Mm -hmm. And what was the point? They wanted that you know, there's some motive in there to get the attention back on them. Sure. It grieved the Holy Spirit. It's like, but why did you do that? He says, was the property not yours? Was the money not yours? Mm -hmm. Why did you do this? Mm -hmm. And it, it has to, what their specific motive is, we can't say, but there obviously is one because you see the story told out. So it's like, it's an immediate. Yeah. Like this is your judgment at that moment, Mm -hmm. as opposed to me and you. Yeah. Thank God. Prayerfully. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. No, kidding. And so when we go and we are at the seat of judgment. But what I, but, and that feels like it's a lot. There's more to that. Oh, there's so much. Will you finish reading a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, so my question reading this story is like, why don't we all drop that now? Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Let's get to that. Why don't we (laughs) drop that now? But listen, the presence of God was so thick Mm. in this place that it said fear and it's not scared fear we're going to go into that in just a second but it's like this holy awe of realizing that god is so present and so powerful Mm -hmm. signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles um da 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 skip down just a little bit they carried the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats that as peter came by at least his shadow would fall of them on them and they would be healed of sickness, affliction, and unclean spirits. Like, listen, the to carry the of presence the of the Lord yes. so intensely that your shadow, mm. that is thick. So that's why, again, if we were walking in, if he was moving like that here, if we had all had such an intense, heavy yes, we're that dug in mm-hmm. and we're seeing all these signs and what. Yeah, the presence of God would be so thick. Yeah, maybe we would drop dead. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be different. But mm-hmm. it's because in his presence, it's got to be clean. Mm-hmm. It's got to be holy. And something I've struggled. You mentioned this a second ago about leading worship and you being in ministry. Like mm-hmm. also it's it is a 
daily struggle of like, but God, how will I know my motives? Like it is my heart Mm -hmm. to have my motives pure. Like I am scared to promote something we do because I don't want to be promoting me. Yeah. But I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God has given us a message for women and for his people. That's right. And it is important that it gets out. Yeah. But I want that to get out, not me to get out, not you to get out. Like, so it's this constant struggle of how will I even know that my motives are bad or if they are good. But it comes to, you know, I finally had to stop panicking because it says that the fear of the Lord is what keeps us from going to the left or the right. That's how we trust our motives and and intentions. Yeah. You know, specifically because we're in a church world, but I think it can go to, because we're women mm-hmm. and sometimes our motives are going to be questioned. And I don't know about you, but if something, if somebody says something about a motive about me or, or my, my circle, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let's talk. <laughs> or I'll chew on it for a hot minute and yeah. um, like really have to submit it to the Lord. But this is what I've learned. So the, the truth is that the fear of the Lord takes away all the fears of what yes. others may project onto you. So, yeah. so let's say you've said something to me mm-hmm. and it's rubbed me wrong, but guess I like what? That's not even on me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that to the Lord. If it's not true. And I've examined all the possible ways that it may, may or may not. And I've, I'm coming into it with a pure motive. Mm-hmm. Then that's for the Lord. Yeah. And because I'm fearing him over you. Listen, listen it happened girls. to me this week after I got over, having wanted to throw my desk over. I was like, you know what? It's not on me. Like, yeah. that's their life and yeah. their opinion and their yeah. heart. Are you talking about me? No, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I'm not We're just real. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I do think it's so interesting because we're talking about the fear of God and versus the fear of the Lord. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention and say, uh, if you fear God, that you just only want to run away. But that's not his heart. If you're for us. afraid, yeah. Yeah, if you're afraid, meaning like you don't have the fear of the Lord, but you're just afraid of him. Yeah. Versus having the fear of the Lord, because that means you don't you you, you won't want to be turned away from the Lord. You want to press in. Yeah. That line of where you're struggling needs to diminish because you are seeking after mm-hmm. your father. You're getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, if that is our heart check then we're able to say, these are the fruits that I'm producing. Yeah. And even in that, it's worthy of saying, okay, it's just, there's something so powerful about only wanting to honor the Lord in what you do. Yeah. And so to remember whatever that looks like with your motives, Mm -hmm. am I doing it because it matters to someone else or am I doing it because I am fearing the Lord? Yeah. And the, because he is the king of kings. Yeah. Um, I said earlier about how judgment always keeps me on check. But genuinely, as I've grown, my heart has been to have a greater intention of fearing God in the here and now. Yeah. So when judgment comes, that's not, I, I'm, I'm already before. Mm-hmm. I'm already here. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to get it right. We're not going to get it right. You're not going to get it right. But the more that our intentions are set on honoring and fearing him, you, our motives are already going to be lined up. Yeah. And so I hope that that gives you peace as you are processing yeah. the heart of um, why you do what you do. Yeah. And and just know, like, if it's if it's something that is an ill motive, the Lord, he can bring that to your attention. Yeah. And the truth is, like, the Lord just wants you to draw closer and closer to him. Yeah. 
It's all relationship. I mean, there there is nothing that rubs me the wrong way, like the Jesus is my homeboy shirts and stickers. And yeah. Jesus is not your homeboy. Like he wants relationship and he is so extraordinarily close. Mm-hmm. But what the fear of the Lord is, is a set apart. He is holy and he is so entirely close and wants to dwell with us. And when he does, that's when we follow every step, just like you're saying. But He's not your buddy. You, we've got to get a, a part to where we. he's not our buddy. Mm. He is with us. I understand the heart stance of that. Like he is that close. Yeah. But he is holy. Yeah. And we regard him as holy and not familiar, not comfortable, not, but God, you are so holy. Please direct every step. That's when we get to actually trust yeah. our motives. Yeah. And he hearts. can be your homeboy and holy. Like he, <laughs> you can't have without the holy. <laughs> This conversation is something that is very close to our hearts. We would love to be able to partner with you more if you need it. If this is something you're struggling with, feel free to reach out and we can have our prayer team pray. We can offer you resources. We truly are here to link arms and do life together. We said it earlier, but take a moment to rate, review, and follow or subscribe this podcast to help get the word out. We know that God is unfolding something big for his daughters, and we want to be able to walk with as many women as we can. Make sure to connect with us on social media so you always know what's going on. And if you're close by, we can't wait to see you at our next gathering. Thank you for letting us be a part of your day today. Until next time, keep growing.